The hall was dark and still. Fragments of light spattered into it from far off, but only deepened the sinister shadows. No whisper of the before-dawn traffic fifteen stories below penetrated here. Terry Grant, crouched beside a suit of rusted Asian armor, felt more than saw movement close by. Straining eyes and ears, he snaked out his gun. He heard nothing. There was not even the sibilance of feet on the thick carpets. Nothing brushed the suits of armor, the cluttered exhibit cases lining the walls. Yet Grant knew the assassin he had awaited throughout the weary night had come. Some sixth sense trickled cold drops of warning down his back. The invader's progress was as sure and swift as a bat flitting through a cavern. Grant, with cautious breath, automatic in his hand, cat-footed up the hall. At its remote end, a feeble glimmer of streetlight sifted through a small window and grayed the darkness. Against it, Grant spotted the crouched figure of a man. His outline was vague and enormous. The figure seemed to glide rather than walk. And once more, Grant thought of a huge bat. He drew a flashlight from his pocket and crept after that shadowy, somehow horrible shape drifting so silently down the hall, down the hall toward where Colonel Hawk slept, toward where his daughter, Myra, cowered behind a locked door. Terry Grant had taken the job with his tongue in his cheek, reading with amusement the blackmail letter Colonel Hawks had received. Couched in stilted phraseology, it had demanded $200,000 on a threat, if he refused to pay, of turning his daughter, rather terribly, into stone. The letter had gone into gruesome detail. First, the little toe of that perfect foot will become a trifle stiff, then immovable. If you were to touch it, it would be cold and hard as stone, and there would be no feeling in it at all, nor life. It will be dead, a dead member on a living person. Swiftly, but not so swiftly, but that your daughter shall know the fear of its spread. The stone death will creep up her feet, up her perfect symmetrical limbs, past the jewel-like curves of her hips, and the gripping, icy cold of the stone death will march ahead of it, turning her heart to water. I do not think that you, her father, will enjoy the spectacle of your daughter turning into a statue before your eyes. Or is your money more precious to you than your daughter's life? The signature was exquisite, a flourish not readily legible. Ahmed ben Hassan. The threat seemed ridiculous, and in spite of the fat fee offered, Terry Grant had started to turn it down. But beneath those smooth words there had been venom, like vicious snakes masked in the brilliance of tropical flowers. Then, too, there had been the immediate attraction he had felt for Myra. 
and she had given him a long, steady, wide-eyed gaze that seemed to promise a delicious reward should he free her of the threatening terror. Clearly the girl was filled with an all-absorbing fear of some dread doom. The expression of her eyes when she had given Grant that long gaze was as plain as though she had used the words to say that her instinctive impulse and desire was to give herself to a man who would save her, a private adventurer who was youthful. Terry Grant was ready for anything.' 